0: Hi everyone, this is Leslin Keith. I'm President of the Board of Directors at the Lipedema Project and Director of Research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today I have an excerpt from an interview with Dr. Basu Carey from the Lipedema Worldwide Summit that was held in 2016. Dr. Carey is a plastic surgeon in the UK. In this excerpt, he talks about how lipedema can be distinguished from lymphedema just by listening to, how his patients describe their condition he talks about how he finds his practice working with women with lipidema to be very gratifying
1: i'm a plastic surgeon that's my background training and my coming across lipedema was in a way accidental i have a lot of interest in lymphedema and i do microsurgery for the treatment of lymphedema and i was sent a lot of patients from various other physicians saying can you please treat this lady with lymphedema And upon arrival at my clinic, it was quite evident that these patients didn't have lymphedema, but they just had very large, heavy legs. And it got me quite puzzled because I thought, this is something odd here. I'm seeing a pattern in these women. They're of a certain body type. They all give a very, very similar story. There are certain trigger words they use to describe their plight. The symptoms are very much the same. And it really got me intrigued. I thought, there's something going on here. This is not just people being overweight. There's some condition here. And that led me to do a bit more research, and then I came across Joseph Stutz, primarily through my own patients, actually, who said, oh, I've heard about this other doctor, and I thought, right, I'm going to go learn about this condition, about what can be done, because from hearing from these patients, and their terrible stories of for, for many, many years of having to try to diet, and unable to shift that weight and pain, and being stigmatized by the wider community, I felt really terribly sorry for them. I thought, there's got to be something that can be done for them. And through Joseph Stutz uh, and reading about it and reading the scientific research that's been done on it, it was quite a fascinating insight into a whole different field about this condition. So then I thought, well, you know, why can't we start treating this condition? And that's how my practice began, really. It spun off from that. Now, firstly offered water-assisted liposuction, which is one type of liposuction, because I felt that it gave fantastic results. The recovery was really good the patient compliance in terms of comfort was extremely good. But it quite became quickly apparent to me that you can't really just offer one sort of treatment because every single lipidema patient, certainly in my own practice, is unique. Each one has their own outside medical issues. For example, they may have a young family or they may be a sole carer or they may be actual medical issues. And therefore, I thought it's very important to have both sorts of treatments available and choose the most appropriate treatment for that particular patient. And that's really how my practice began. And I must say is that with every single patient, I'm learning. They're learning from me and I'm learning from them because the condition is something quite unique. At first, when I came across lipoedema, you know, there was a lot of controversy, a lot of discussion amongst my plastic surgery colleagues who felt that actually you know, a lot of these patients are generally overweight. And at first, I thought, well, it is a bit of a challenge to identify those patients. But For example, how do you discriminate those patients who have lipoedema to those who are generally overweight? But interestingly, as I have come across more and more lipedema patients, the presentation is quite characteristic and it's unique. And it is quite straightforward, I feel, to differentiate patients who have generalized obesity compared to lipedema. And I think really a lot of that does come down to experience. But if you go back and look at the history that each patient gives, it's the same words they use or the same descriptions of their symptoms. And using that, one can quite easily identify them. In my own practice, I have kind of adopted a scoring system whereby I assign a certain score to certain features in the patient's history and examination. And when the score exceeds a certain amount, then I know the likelihood of this patient having lipidema is extremely high. I mean, for example, I've had a number of patients who have had bariatric surgery And despite the bariatric surgery losing tremendous amounts of weight from their upper half, they're still left with extremely large legs. Now, this is not normal. This is not normal surgery-assisted weight loss. This is something unique. And actually, for me, that's a very strong marker that this patient has lipoedema. When you hear about the patient's plight, they're suffering from lipoedema. It is quite moving. I mean, many of these patients are very motivated, They're educated they will do whatever it takes to improve their medical state so these aren't a group of patients who neglect themselves they will do anything they're incredibly motivated and when you speak to them they have tried numerous diets they have tried calorie restriction they have tried juicing they have tried exercise personal trainers they have visited numerous doctors they have researched on the internet And yet, they can't seem to achieve any improvement in their body habitus. And when you come across these patients, you realize, you know, these patients aren't trying to trick anybody or they're not trying to mislead anybody. They genuinely are suffering. And when you hear about how it affects their life, it is very moving. And that's what somewhat prompted me. I think, well, something needs to be done. In the same way, we treat patients who have hip osteoarthritis with a hip replacement, because their quality of life is affected, they're in terrible pain. In the same way, I view lipoedema in the same light. These patients have terrible pain, they can't walk. What we take for granted on a daily basis, they can't achieve. And what was most motivating for me is starting to treat these patients. You treat these patients and the satisfaction and the improvement and the improvement in their quality of life is really high, incredibly high. I must say, in my own field of plastic surgery, I don't really come across a huge number of operations that are similar that yield the same satisfaction. I mean, patients are really delighted after the surgery, and more so because of the pain relief and hypersensitivity.
0: Thank you, Dr. Carey. That was such a great talk, and you just sound like a very compassionate physician, and I'm sure that you are a big help to women with lipidema. That are able to use your services in the UK. And I'd like to also give a big thank you to all of you, our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org/slash/flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema Flash Briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick An exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplify.org and be sure to click the link to get more information, and we'll see you there.